back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in to Ticket Weeknights. I'm Harrison Arns on the board. We got DeMornay Pearsonell calling in. Host as always on the Allo VIP line where they understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. Uh, but we end up the last segment just going around the QB transfer portal. Uh, but we did kind of talk about how you can just pull your name right back out of there. Um, we do have Jim from YouTube saying after you take your name out of the portal, you just have to look out of the side of your eyes nonchalantly and just <laughs> pretend like nothing happened. <laughs> and that's probably honestly what they do, because I don't that's an awkward conversation to have um, talking about why you even left in the first place. But it does happen. You see it more often than you would actually think in college football, even here at Nebraska at times. But nonetheless, if Nebraska is getting a quarterback from the portal, which seems like they are, which I agree with. You definitely need to go get a quarterback. Even if you don't name him the starter, just get competition in the offseason. That is what we were lacking with the injuries going into the season. Uh, this year, you got to get some more talent back there, especially um, you know with Harburg, his injury background. Purdy, he's been pretty banged up consistently. And obviously, some of the other quarterbacks, we, we just need an upgrade at that position. Same thing with the wide receivers. But if you were to grab a quarterback from the transfer portal without even looking at NAL, without even looking at names, what kind of quarterback do you think Nebraska should go for? Is it a dual threat? Is it a pocket passer? Or are you not even looking that far and just more about the mentality of the quarterback? Uh, I, I feel like it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, I would say more, more so of a not necessarily a dual threat guy, but a guy who who can who can run it. Right. You don't want just you know uh, a pocket passer guy and like I mean that that that's it. Especially you know like with um, the woes of of the offensive line, uh, you kind of want to have best of both worlds. Hopefully you know an accurate guy, um, you know a smart guy, a good enough talented uh, talented you know from the shoulders up to understand, you know, where to go to pick the matchups or to, you know, get, uh, you know, guys in a, to get, get the team in the right position, you know, on the play to do stuff and everything like that. And then if uh, he has to do it with his legs, he has the ability to do it. Uh, but I mean, hopefully it's not called upon often, but uh, you rather have that in your back pocket than not. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm just looking for a game manager. Doesn't even have to be the greatest athlete, but like you said, enough because I'd like to keep that option game in the back pocket. You don't need to be mm-hmm. an absolute athletic stud to run that system. You just have to run it uh, very well and very. You have to execute it well because half of the option is getting the guy to buy or to sell out on you know whether you're faking the pitch or keeping it yourself. You don't necessarily need the greatest athleticism to fake a guy out to move the chains for a first down or you know do go for a big game. Maybe you fake the first guy out and the pitch is there later. Uh, but again, I don't mm-hmm. think you need a Jeff Sims type speed or a Harburg type build to kind of run that system. I'm just looking for a game manager. And I think that's where Will Howard would probably be one of your better options. Cause it seems like it fits his style or even a Kyle McCord, right? Like he was essentially for Ohio state um, for a big part of the season, 
kind of just the game manager as they were trying to figure out, you know, what they had in him. Um, and he did a pretty good job at it. He was obviously kind of growing on the job. And when you have a Marvin Harrison Jr. out there, it makes your job a hell of a lot easier. Lot yes. Easier. So that, that I will say this much. If we do get Kyle McCord, I, I don't know how good he would have looked on this Nebraska offense because there wasn't a lot of open guys to throw to at times. Uh, it, it, we talked about the offensive line. Not entirely their fault, but you get banged up. You, you're going to show some pressure mm-hmm. at times. You know, if if Kyle McCord played at Nebraska last season, I don't even know if we're really even looking at that guy because I don't, I don't think the numbers would be great. It was just a tough year, you know, with Marcus Washington going down. Um, Lloyd and Coleman played well, but more towards the end of the season when it was kind of a little too late there. Uh, we really needed them down the stretch in those four games, which Lloyd showed up for us. But nonetheless, you still were just constantly building up on that chemistry. And I, I don't know if Kyle McCord is the fit. I feel like you go for McCord if you're trying to grab some of the other guys with him, like what we did with Casey Thompson. And we got Marcus Washington on top of that, bringing both those guys in from the portal. I'm assuming that's that kind of route. But yeah, I'm just looking for a game manager. I don't need the best athlete, especially the way we've seen Matt Rowe likes to run this team. You're going to use mm-hmm. the entire game clock for pretty much each snap. You're going to take your time. You're still going to lean into the run a lot more. At least it seems like they want to do that. And I hope, I hope they're not looking at their quarterback to be the leading rusher. And I, again, I don't think they are. I think that was just a circumstance of everything that was happening well, around him with the injuries. Exactly. I think, uh, I think coming into it, you know, they, they understood, you know, what was on the roster and they kind of got a guy to, if if it all you know went bad to where at least he could do something with his feet, um, yeah. and but that didn't necessarily pan out exactly how anybody thought. Um, but yeah, I, I like I, like I agree with you with the you know the, the the manager of the game, somebody who can not turn it like over. Said, like, <laughs> it's not it's just just uh, just know just understand you know what's going on has been in the position of games has the experience of it that's not you know i'm not saying that they were panicking or uh just you know when a live bullets like you know went like they, they've been in situations before they played a, a lot of games they understand how stuff is supposed to go and everything like that um when you got you know a quarterback that's a lot more calmer and a lot more confident and everything like that everybody else you know relaxes and uh, can put their best foot forward and understand that, you know, things are going to be okay. So um, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily about getting the big name splash. Um, I think about necessarily, you know, getting a guy that fits what you're trying to do and that can do what you need him to do uh, mentally and athletic ability, point blank, period. Yeah, right there with you. Again, just for me, it's just, literally get exactly what you're talking about you don't need to get the biggest name out there you just need a guy that again like i'm gonna if we're not leading the big 10 in turnovers we're going bowling this year it's as simple as that for me it's like the turnovers just just killed us this year to an unrealistic level and we still won five games can you imagine if we had a quarterback that was just it it sounds mean to say this and this is nothing against harburg um because i'm not going to beat up on harburg learning on the job the sim stuff i just don't quite understand that seems like I, not the right system, a mental thing. It's just something happened where he got completely uh, just seemed frantic out there at times or a little lost. But we just had a team that turned turn the ball over an average of two times a game. We're bowling. It's that simple with the injuries mm-hmm. on the wide receiver, with the injuries at the offensive line, 
with the injuries at the running back room and the quarterback, like it's that just don't lead your conference or let alone college football and turnovers <laughs> and we're bowling and we're not having this conversation. Um, well, actually, we still would be having this conversation because that room needs an upgrade nonetheless. Uh, but I do want to see a competition. So I think you grab one. Uh, do you have a limit? You do you grab, grab one or I two? I think you grab two. Okay. I think you grab two. Yeah. Two quarterbacks uh, for, for sure. You don't know what Sims is going to do. Uh, obviously, I don't think you know. They made it clear that, you know, moving forward. Outside looking in, this is, you know, speculation, just of understanding, you know, the football side of stuff. Um I don't think he's coming back. Uh, you know, yeah. the Purdy situation, he could potentially leave if he, if he wanted to, or, you know, he could stay and feel like, okay, like, yeah, you know, I, I can do this and everything like that. I hope but, he does stay. Um, I really do. His health, you don't, you, you know, you, you really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, Harburg wasn't in the situation he was in, do we even see Purdy, like, period? Uh, so you don't you don't really know there. So I mean, outside looking in, you 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 went the other way with the situation of not you know having uh, another guy in the room of, of what you could have had, and you know that kind of burnt you. Um, why not? You you got a young quarterback coming out of uh, Bell West. Why not? You know, if if Purdy isn't the guy, or if Purdy loses it. Um, you know, in camp or something like that. You also have another veteran guy that can, you know, mentor, you know, your quarterback of the future if that's what you're putting all your eggs into and everything like that. So you're not just covering, you know, or putting all your eggs in just one basket for this year and everything like that. It's kind of working out to where um, the what's happening now was taken care of and what's to happen in the future, he has a better understanding because it's, uh, you know, they're all in a room. They're all at different experiences that both the guys would have uh, been able to play at this level and everything like that. And you can learn a lot from, you know, your teammates and whatnot. So why not, you know, have that aspect in the room versus not, you know what I'm saying? So that's, I think they should get to. That's just me speaking and looking at what things are. Because, I mean, you're going to be down two quarterbacks, I think. Yeah. How much are you looking at eligibility? Obviously, Daniel Kalen's in that grooming phase. Are you are you even looking at quarterbacks with one year eligibility left? Or are you looking for a quarterback with maybe two? Is it, how important is that for you? Because um, Will Howard to be a one-year kind of guy is what I'm asking. I, I, w- I would say one just because of the, the, the Kalen situation. Because, um, I mean, he... I don't I don't know if he's coming in early or not. You know, I don't know if he'll have spring ball. I, I mean, I'm assuming he's a pretty smart kid. I'm um, sure he will, yeah. I, I know I know him personally. Just typically, you know, quarterbacks typically get get in the systems earlier. So I mean he might be a December um uh a December graduation of high school, uh, leaving, you know, school and being in college, you know, for, for spring ball. I think that uh, that'll help develop uh, you know, him and whatnot. Um, it just depends on, you know, like what they're looking at. But I, I, I would get, you know, a one-year guy uh, more than likely. Yeah, and especially if you get two of them, you can really build up that competition and uh, maybe get a one-year guy. And if you're lucky, get a guy with maybe a couple of years of eligibility left. But I, again, I don't I don't want to like 
oh, we, we have to go for this guy because he's got three years, two years left because we, we're talking about the transfer portal. You can put your name in, pull your name right out of the hat. There's still no guarantee you're going to be able to keep that guy around forever. Um, so you kind of always have that portal there. It's good and bad, right? You can go there to replace, but guys, you can't really bank. Even if he has three years left, who knows how long he's actually going to stay, especially if he loses that quarterback competition. But say we get what we want in the quarterbacks for the portal. What's that next position group you think Nebraska football really needs to lock in on? Um, again, not to not to set the development and the foundation. That needs to be done with the high school recruits, and I do think Matt Rule has done a good job about that, and I think he understands that, and that's I mean, we've seen it with the Mel Tucker situation, that Michigan State team that shocked everyone is an all-transfer portal team for the most part. They had an awesome mm-hmm. season, and the next season they stunk because all those portal players left. They all had short eligibility, and they went right back to reality because they weren't developing their younger players. But for Nebraska, again, not development, but the Band-Aid. You need Band-Aid guys to kind of keep this team in winning contention next season, in my opinion. What's that next position group that you really need to target? Uh, it's a toss-up between wide receiver and running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't be mad with uh, either or. Uh, you have uh, a guy who's a senior and Grant, he's leaving. He's not going to be back anymore. And then you got another kid for two years straight. He's had an injury. Um, so, I mean, that's not really – and then, you know, your, your fourth-string guy really, you know, going forward, yeah, is probably the guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would I would I would probably say running back over receiver. Um, I would still like to like you know see a, a veteran receiver added uh, to the bunch. I think that'll you know help out the young guys coming up, um, and uh, you know giving you know your quarterback you know a, a, a season a season guy to you know make plays happen. But I I think I think it's running back, it's, and it's not uh, now the more I'm thinking about it, I think it's a running back, and it's not it's not close, just because you have one for sure guy that you know you can rely and depend on and you don't really know outside of that yeah i'm actually with you, you know? there i was i was wide receivers at first but it, we have young guys that stepped up this year uh, we've actually seen them play and yeah you still want to probably get a, maybe a couple wide receivers from the portal but yeah the running back group Emmett johnson's the guy and he's four string <laughs> so it's like we burned through our entire running back room through injuries mm-hmm. um, and just fumbling issues. And obviously, Emmett Johnson, he's going to be the guy for us next year, at least maybe leading the competition. It'll be open during fall, spring, um, but it will be curious to see. I think they probably go for running backs. Uh, there's a player from Miami, blanking on his name right now. I know they're really high on him. They're looking at him. He's only a three-star, uh, but there's a long-time connection going all the way back with the running back coach. So he, we might have a chance for him. I'll look him up in the break there because I know there's serious conversations about that. Um, but it's kind of funny, right? Because he got benched in Miami because of fumbling problems. So maybe you don't go that route. <laughs> <laughs> but they're looking at him. Nonetheless, could be interesting. We'll keep talking about it here on the Don't Pun Hour. We got DeMornay Pearsonell on the Aloe VIP line. Shout out Aloe for sponsoring the show um, and just the ticket in general. As always, and giving us great service out here. We'll throw it to break. Don't go anywhere. One more segment of the Don't Pun Hour. I'm Harrison Arns. DeMornay Pearsonell, host as always, calling in. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.